You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. Ladies and gentlemen, you ready for the big show? I'll brainstorm this later. We'll edit it later for now. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Lingo. My name is Matteo Portelli. Matteo Portelli. Today, we'll be hearing from a few folks and their experiences as leaders and find out the best principles and practices that make our community a better place. Welcome to Leadership Lingo. Now, I've never been to Dallas, but in the studio today on spring break of all weeks, we have a Dallas native with us. She's majoring in political science. She's graduating fall of 2023. Congratulations for that. We have Olivia Hanna in the studio, president of Alpha Z Delta. How are you? Howdy. It is a pleasure to be here. I, <laughs> You'll never hear me say howdy ever again, just FYI. <laughs> one, of, one of my best friends, he says howdy like all the time, all of his texts, all of his calls. Really? He, he's not... He's from Vegas. Like, he went to Arborview. Like, this dude, (laughs) he's not a cowboy. No. But I love him. Uh, That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show during spring break. How has your break been? What have you been doing? Um, So, actually, tomorrow, a few of my sorority sisters and I were waking up at 6 a.m., and we rented an Airbnb in Oceanside. So, it's going to be kind of a little getaway, especially because a few of um, the sorority sisters that are going are also, like, graduating either this semester in the fall. So, it's kind of like our like senior send off, I guess, but it's in another state. So. That's Joe. I, I'm reminiscent of senior send offs or like senior sunrises. I feel like we oh should do gosh. more of that on campus. Dude, I when I came to Vegas, everyone was like, Oh, you get the senior sunrise and you get the crown. Yep. I never did anything like that in <laughs> Dallas. I think the most we did was like paint my senior parking spot. I didn't do that, but there are yeah, there are some high schools who do, mm. do that. That's funny. Very cool. Well, that's that's fun. I uh, I won't be going to the beach, unfortunately. Um, but what will you be doing? What will I be doing? Uh, apart from like prepping for even more exams and quizzes for the rest of the semester, uh, I'll be up uh, in Thursday. Uh, I'll be up in Carson City doing a lobbying trip. So that's pretty fun. Oh wow! We got uh, there's a guy right by my house uh, who he's a vendor, and uh, he you know he'll sell like fruit, he'll sell you know juices stuff like that. And right now, unfortunately, under municipal law, it's really hard to do that legally. Mm-hmm. So, like, he got shut down by the city, for example. Just a guy trying to sell fruit. Wow. Right now, there's a bill uh, on consideration. And so I'm, I'll be going up north to say, like, hey, we should make it easier for street vendors to sell their products. You exactly. know, make money for their family. So that's my week. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love that. I appreciate that. But, uh, like I said, thanks for coming on the show. I was really interested in learning more about your role as president and, and your growth on campus. Obviously, congratulations on almost graduating. Very Thank close you. to the finish line. Thank you. Um, so why don't we start off by kind of discussing, going all the way back to, to freshman year, uh, what it was like first getting into Greek life, what it was like coming onto campus, and then, of course, how did you get into uh, the organization that you're now a part of? So I came in as a freshman in fall 2019, And back then, so my family, there's probably maybe two people in my whole family that are Greek affiliated. So when I came in, um, I was just basically like, I will never do Greek life. None of that. My roommate and my suite mate, because I lived in the dorms at the time, um, we were really close and we were all just like, no, 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 no. Like Greek life is not my thing. None of that. Like I was never associated or didn't really ever want to be a part of that. And then, of course, March 2020, that little thing happened that made us like, you know, all of us go home. COVID-19. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> very, y'all weren't aware. Very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so at that point, I just realized, like, I was sort of cut off from the rest of the world. And mm. I was just, like, really sad because, you know, I would I would see everyone and, like, especially in Dayton specifically, like, you know, that little area between 
Dayton and the gym, like yeah. that lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, all these Greek life, like philanthropic events were happening out mm. there. And I would always walk past and I'd be like, that looks so interesting. Even if it was like a water slide or right. some watermelons being thrown, I was like, that looks kind of interesting. And everybody would go, oh, that's just the the Greek life. Like that's, and I was kind of like, that's actually really cool. But of course, because I was a freshman, I was like, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. Like Greek life is not for me. So of course, like when sophomore year rolled around, it was fall 2020. Everything was online. I was like, I need to be involved in something different, something bigger than me and kind of get out of my mm-hmm. own mindset. So literally three days before the recruitment deadline, I kind of just went screw it and I signed <laughs> up and there's a lot more in between that story. Sure, sure. Yeah, but that was basically it. And how I came into my organization specifically because there are six other chapters, mm-hmm. it's really hard finding that connection over a computer screen, right. especially because my recruitment was over Zoom. But um, it just, the conversations, it was kind of like this. It really just flowed easily, especially like in Alpha Z Delta. I found every single woman that I talked to, it was just, the conversations were just so easy and natural. And I felt like I had known them for years. So That's yeah. great. No, I mean, that's like the, what would you say, the most pure uh, catalyst of, or, of community mm-hmm. that you can get, right? Not knowing much. Did you have a lot of friends on campus? Did you just come here knowing nobody or? I came here knowing absolutely no one. Okay. And... My freshman year, I think I probably had like really close knit of like three friends mm-hmm. all together. And mm-hmm. it was fine. Like we would go out like it was no big deal. But really close, tight knit friends was probably around three. And then, of course, Greek life came along. Right. And it's it's probably like three times 27 now. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. What? Why do you think you had that initial like, oh, I'm never going to join Greek life? Where do you think that came from? I think it was just because, you know, I'm from the South and Greek life is very much taken seriously down there. Recruitment is all about a week or two long and everyone, everyone, their moms, their grandmothers, like they were all Greek affiliated. And that was never my family. Hmm. Like my dad was a musician and my mom started her own company. They were not Greek affiliated at all. And so I just came in with that mindset, like that's something I never want to do because I didn't want to fit into that, like just being, I didn't want to relate to anything that I was from. Like, even though I'm a Dallas native and whatnot, like I really, when I said I wanted to start over with my life, I really did. And in my mind, I thought that meant never going Greek. Did it surprise you then when you saw other Greeks throwing watermelons at each other that <laughs> I did a little bit of a different was, vibe? Yeah, they were like, oh, this is for charity. This is for mm-hmm. like Feeding America mm-hmm. or like St. Jude or um, Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're really like having a water balloon fight to raise money? I was like, that's weird, but it's kind of cool. And it does actually pull an audience. So 100%. it gravitated me. So obviously... A thousand percent. I mean, part of the reason why I joined uh, Fidel was the philanthropic attraction because um, I that's something that I really am big on, a lot of community service stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I learned other, you know, you and all volunteers, they do a lot of good work. A lot of the honor societies do a lot of good work. But that's like a cornerstone of Greek exactly. life on campus is helping the community. I think that's something a lot of people um, don't really see is because when you think of Greek life, you obviously think of the stereotypes. But a lot of people join organizations for philanthropic efforts or to find a sisterhood or brotherhood, a community. And we we basically have a day in recruitment. It's called Philanthropy Day, where all the seven chapters just talk about their philanthropies and like their community outreach and what they do. And so it was just really memorable, especially like my recruitment experience. Like I really connected with it a lot. So yeah. That's that's crazy. amazing. Thank you. So why don't you give us a little bit of a day to day? What do you do as president? What what does that look like? Um, or I guess right before we get to that, how did you eventually become president? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's basically, it's a ladder climb. Mm -hmm. Um, 
basically how every organization is different when it comes to their executive board um, and system and whatnot. And so I kind of went in knowing that I did want a leadership position. I just didn't know what at the time. And so I came in, I ran for an executive position um, like a year after I got initiated. Um, I got the Panhellenic delegate position. um, And then after that, I was basically, my advisor came up to me and was like, I think you do really well in the chapter life vice president position, which is basically like vice president number one, which is I see, I oversee all events, whether that's socials, formals, date nights. I oversee intramurals, campus involvement, um, homecoming, Greek week, and even foundation and like our national scholarships. I oversee that as well as sisterhoods. And I looked at my advisor. I was like, there's, there's no, there's no way you cannot, there's no way you can put me in that position. And she basically went, you're big in Greek life. You get like a big and a little as like your mentor and your mentee. My big was chapter life vice president. And she goes, it's basically in your shoes. And I go, are you sure? And she was like, yeah. And I go, okay, like, let's do it. So of course I got put in the chapter life vice president position. Um, And then a year after that, I kind of just told myself I'm not really done with my position. I mean, I'm, I really enjoyed being on the executive board and I'd love to do it again. And I actually put chapter life vice president on my application again Mm -hmm. when I did run, just because I really did thoroughly enjoy it. But with president, I just felt as if I knew I could do more. And that's really what led me there afterwards. What was, so see if I, I can word this right. What was attractive to you about being in that leadership position, right? Because there's lots of different reasons why people rise to the rank. Some people on the on the poorer side of the spectrum do it for prestige and for the resume line. And as long as you do a good job, my philosophy mm-hmm. is that's fine. Take all the credit you want yeah. as long as you do a good job. But other people really enjoy that service mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, what called you and why did you want to stay in, in being trusted with that responsibility? I love being an approachable person. Um, I always tell the executive board and just our chapter in general before I was president or an executive member like I was a sister and I was your friend and I kind of want to keep that mentality like no matter what you can always have a label or a title next to your name but at the end of the day like we we were sisters first so when I ran for the president's position I sort of told myself you know like at the end of the day I'm always going to be a sister and people will talk to me like no matter what if I get it if I don't get it and so I kind of just went in with that sisterhood mentality. Like if the chapter really needs sisterhood, like I'll be there no matter what, mm-hmm. if I get it or if I don't. So That's perfect. You know, one of the mark of a great leaders is someone willing to spend their time. Exactly. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about now as president, how much time do you spend? What do you do? Um, 25-8 of the time is spent doing sorority <laughs> stuff. I'm not even kidding. Um, I knew I was kind of getting old and in, more into the career field when mm-hmm. instead of waking up and looking on my phone to check social media, I was checking my emails. Yeah. So I wake up, um, always check my emails, whether it's from like student event services, like with, when it comes to room reservations or something from our nationals, our headquarters, um, them sending me stuff, or if it's our executive board or our chapter advisors like texting me. I always look at that first. And then it also depends on like the day by day of the week. Um, So we also have this thing called sorority Sundays where that's strictly just chapter meeting. And you literally call off of work or you leave work early to come to these chapter meetings. It's something that happens weekly as well as on Tuesdays. We host an executive board meeting like in the evenings after school as well as that like Wednesdays. We have like Panhellenic meetings, which is where all of our delegates go 
and go meet and just talk about how Greek life has been for all Panhellenic organizations. Um, we have a third, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a third party, like calendar, something like that. Like another company that we use um, that really helps us organize our events. Mm. And so anytime I post something or anytime other members of my executive board post something on the calendar, we all look at that. Our initiated sisters always look at that. And we go on with the events like occurring that week, whether that's sisterhoods, um, formals, date nights, intramural games. We're always there. And we always check the events on our calendar. There's a day, there's never a day where I'm not doing a sorority thing or I'm not talking about the sorority itself. So, How do you balance that between school, work, family? How does that look? I really manage my time very like strictly. Um, now, I used to not be able to do that, and that was something I really had to learn, especially last year being vice president, and now this year I've sort of taken ownership for myself to really give myself time management. What I have, I have an external link, my Calendly link, where if people want to meet with me, they can meet with me from this time to this time. After that, we're not meeting, we're not discussing sorority, I'm strictly doing schoolwork, so I've really felt as if I've been diligent with my time in doing that, balancing as well. It's also I create super duper ooper syllabize i call that i put that in my google docs it's literally called super duper ooper and i just literally list all of my assignments throughout the Mm -hmm. whole semester in every single class and i organize it and i kind of just plan that out as well like what i have to do for the week as well as balancing the sorority as well now this sounds like phenomenal advice for especially new freshmen i'm first generation i have like no scope of of unlv like it's a lot for me of course at what point uh, did you really develop this skill? Is this something you did in high school? Like, when did you determine that, no, I'm going to be the master of my schedule rather than, you know? I, I'm not going to lie. I used to have a very good memory, like in high school, because I would always wake up, do the same thing every single day. In college, it's not like that. College, it's like, oh, I have a meeting for this. I have to do this. I have to do this. There's no, I cannot remember any meeting for the life of me if I don't write it down anymore. Yep. Yep. And I guess that's just like us getting older. I don't know, but I, or more responsibilities. I don't really know. But um, I actually saw this video on TikTok where this girl, I think she goes to UT Austin or something of the sorts, and she posted that she did this syllabus and she organized it and color coded it. And I go, I really, really want to try that. And I tried it last fall and it worked so well for me. So I'm just sticking with it, especially because it is my last year and I really want to do good my senior year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took ownership of that as well. And really, how do I put it? <laughs> I took ownership of my time yeah. and I still respect it. Yeah, at the end very of the day. good. That's Thank perfect. you. So let's talk about philosophy of leadership. Let's get super abstract. Now, as president, you said that your first uh, goal was to remind your sisters that you were also one of their sisters, mm-hmm. right, to be a part of that community. What are some examples of really good leadership that you've seen either when you were VP or, you know, when you were just newly initiated? Um, and while you're currently president, what are some examples of, of good leadership that you've seen? Good leadership to me means being authentic and being an, an individual Um, obviously when you're a successor of a position, it's obvious that you're going to be handed down tasks and requirements that you have to do, which is not a bad thing at all. Like that's, that's just what comes with being a leader, but a leader as well means taking the position at your own, like two hands and making it your own. I think because in leadership a lot, it's just, you want to be remembered for something like what was the impact you had? So I think being a good leader, is just making an individual statement and also as well, like becoming more approachable, being have having those deep conversations as well as like 
again, what I was specifying earlier, always being a sister before being a leader, always being a big and a friend before being president. And so I think really just having that good relationship at hand really makes her being a good leader, as well as making the position more authentic and fun. There's always like different types of leaders. I mean, obviously you've seen it with your other interviews. Like there are people who are strictly by the book and then there are fun leaders. I think I would classify myself as a fun leader just because (laughs) it's like, I know I can get some things like things done, but it's like, I want to make it more fun and more approaching and inviting. So that's awesome. Thank you. What are some, and you could talk about your personal experience. You could talk about things you've witnessed. What are some pitfalls that some leaders fall into? Because of course it's, it's really easy to say you want to have good relationships first. Mm -hmm. It's also like almost next, it's next to impossible to have good relationships Mm -hmm. unless you're really, you know, being active. And then on top of that, you have to have meetings, you have to perform in those meetings, you have to put on good events. So it's a lot. So what are some pitfalls that you've seen folks fall into? Um, so currently we have, as of today, we have a current active chapter of 59. And the thing about being a leader is that you're not, don't be in there to be a people pleaser. I've learned to, I had to learn that early on, like no matter what decision I or um, our executive board makes, not everyone is going to be happy with it. And that of course comes with a lot of disagreements and a lot of outward communication, um, which is fine. It's not a bad thing. Like I remember doing the same thing like when I was an initiated sister as well, still am. But um, it's just really the pitfalls are just, you know, not everyone is going to agree with you and that's totally okay. As well as like when a moment happens or an event happens that's really hard on your organization, people look to you um, to know what to do. And so when you have to be the one to pull the plug and make the hard decision and say what's going on, even when nobody... Um, agrees with it it's really hard um, especially because a lot of people depend on you and like while it might not be right in that moment and you might get a lot of outward disagreements at the end of the day you're doing what's best for the organization and I don't think anybody can see that another thing I've also really had to work on as well is confidentiality Um, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that not really a lot of people know about even not even just in our organization but in general like There's a lot of things that we have to keep to ourselves and there's a reason why we do things the way that we do. And that's something that we have to keep secret, which is not a bad thing, but that's, again, that's leadership for you, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, part of Greek life's professional development and, you know, if you can't hold things in confidence, you probably shouldn't be in a (laughs) managerial position. Exactly. Interesting, okay, no, that's awesome. Now, let's let's turn our focus to, you know, going back to freshman year. Part of my experience on campus has been a lot of finding community, right? Mm-hmm. We've got over 25,000 students, over 400 undergraduate clubs, some clubs that reach into graduate and, and mm-hmm. still hold the hand of undergrads. And Greek life, I think you're exactly right what you said earlier, that it is not as big in Nevada as it is, you know, in like Alabama, for example. Mm-hmm. You got some friends in Texas. It's exactly. huge over there. It's huge. Exactly. So a lot of rebels, and we're, and we're also a commuter campus, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I drive every Me day. Me too. Which sucks for my gas. But um, so, <laughs> Me too. so a lot of rebels want to find that community. Now, personally, I think Greek life is a great way to do that. I do know, though, that there is that barrier, and it's mm-hmm. partly stereotypes, but I think it's also lack of exposure. What do you think you know, you were a freshman. When you were a freshman, what do you think you could have seen on campus that might have made Greek life more attractive? Or what do you think either admin can do better? Because of course, we can always improve. Mm -hmm. 
So what would you recommend? I We actually talked about this at our presidential summit. Um, it's basically a leadership academy for all presidents in all four councils that attend. And we were basically discussing it that when you're at freshman orientation, I can admit I don't remember yeah. being exposed to any part of Greek life. So I would also, I would recommend that a lot of um, Greek life, aff- Greek affiliated people do become, what are they called? Orientation leaders. Mm-hmm. I think that is a little gateway into asking like, if you want to, if you're communicating with your orientation leader, like, what are you involved in? And if they say, oh, I'm in Greek life, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, being involved day one, r- even before they come onto campus, mm-hmm. like, officially before they move in, as well as even, like, move-in day. I know move-in day is, like, 125 degrees, so nobody wants to do it. <laughs> but if you see Greek people out there being like, yep. yeah, best of luck, like, oh, my gosh, like, that, I, that I think is a really good out like outreach because yeah. I go oh they really they really do care as well not only that I think people tend to forget the powerhouse that CSUN is mm-hmm. and how involved they are we used to have um we used to have a lot of Greek affiliated people on CSUN and student government and that of course has um been lacking not in like recent years like obviously um we had Karen Yap two years ago right. who was a Sigma Kappa um and we also have a sister who's on the Ways and Means Committee um, I think just also as well, getting CSUN more involved with Greek life as well and having that in a relationship would also mean a lot as well and would actually further campus involvement too. I think it's perfect. I mean, I encourage almost everybody I ever meet if they ever have troubles, especially with student organization funding. I'm like, mm-hmm. run for Senate, dude. Like <laughs> right 100%. now there's, there's vacancies right now in the fall. Uh, any student, mm-hmm. what is it? I think it's like you have to have a 2.0 GPA. Something like and, that. And then you're qualified. Maybe it's 2.5. Um, but any, there's no requirement. You can have mm-hmm. freshman all the way to senior. Wow. So, so yeah, it's a big deal. We always say in Greek life, you get out what you put in. Yeah. And so if you like put in your full throttle effort, you're going to meet and get involved in so many things and meet so many people that can actually help further your career and your leadership development. So even as well, like putting that into a freshman's perspective yeah. when they go, what do I want to get out of college? If you just instill, like, no matter what you do in Greek life, even if it's Greek life, even if you go a different route, like, no matter what you decide to do, you will develop leadership skills. It just depends which community you want to go to and where you think you thrive. Well, this is kind of a big question, but let me ask you the question. What are some of the coolest things you've had the privilege to do as president or just as a sister? Um, as- Oh my gosh, as chapter life vice president, I got to oversee um, how we plan formals and semi-formals. Not only that, this hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. In July, we have our first kind of Alpha Z Delta National Convention. We haven't had it since 2019 due to COVID, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be in New York City. And I got invited to go fly out. So that's something really cool that I get to experience. Um, I've never been in New York City, so (laughs) I'm so excited to go. Um, just having that outreach as well. And, um, what's another thing? Oh, we have this thing as well called chapter retreat and in retreat, it's basically just all of us, like no phones put away. We all just hang out for the whole weekend. And in that retreat, we have programs. And one of the programs we had, um, it was hosted by my member development vice president. Her name is Chloe Askren. She hosted a body positivity program and we all like all together just started talking about like the stereotypes against women and like all of our body types we all just started sobbing and it really I wouldn't say like I've had my own individual experiences my best experiences have been with the organization as a whole and like as a team and as a chapter not just my own so I don't know I mm, chapter retreat would probably have to be a big one 
Formals as well would have to be a big one. As well as, too, we also have events every semester. Um, it's called Frenzy. It's our philanthropy event. It's coming up on March 24th, but we have a dine and donate on the 22nd at Hummus, Bowls, and Wraps if you guys are interested in going. <laughs> um, just plugging that in there. Um, it's basically all these organizations, whether it's Greek, whether it's even like a CSUN team or something, they all come together. We play a sport and then we get to do skits and karaoke and we get to sing and all come together and we raise money for our local philanthropy organization, which is Project 150, which helps Mm -hmm. um, teens in Clark County and high schools who are experiencing foster care or homelessness. Mm -hmm. So we basically donate like public necessities and basic necessities to them, which I thoroughly enjoy as well. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's perfect. So let's Let's point towards the future now. Obviously, recruitment's a big deal, right? Because mm-hmm. you want you want your organization to grow. You want people to benefit from exactly. your organization. Um, so, what are you looking to do? Um, you know, for the remainder of your tenure, I know uh, Greek Week is coming up. Um, yes. What are you looking to do to expose more underclassmen or just more rebels in general uh, to Greek life and to your particular uh, sorority? Well, the first thing that always happens, I think, the first exposure because we're so internet base now of course is like always starting on social media having that outreach on social media is a big thing um our social media team has been killing it um our communications vice president her name is ruby diaz her and her team have been absolutely flawless so of course keeping that marketing aspect up um posting a lot also really just emphasizing dei um diversity equity and inclusion um with our chapter specifically i would say like we have become more diverse in the most recent years. So really just stressing that importance of diversity and that, you know, like with Greek life, we are always striving to be better in that sense and always becoming more involved, as well as we also have a community service team um, under our philanthropy vice president. Her name is Allie Davidson. Um, We basically do community outreach events on campus, whether that's um, three square, mm-hmm. whether that's, um, doing stuff for Panhellenic and donating Valentine's day cards, to the local hospital, um, really just having that outreach again, because as I was stating earlier, people join Greek life for a multitude of reasons, right. whether it's for the social aspect, whether it's for the philanthropic aspect. So really just highlighting all of those key things on campus, I think will really prosper our tenure as well as, um, another thing, Recruitment. Recruitment is such a big part of what makes Greek life Greek life and how we've been here for so long because of the structure of formal recruitment. Um, I would say, again, just really preparing our chapter, not just our organization, but the rest of the Panhellenic community for it and really just educating ourselves on our whys and why we do what we do and why we decide to give 12 hours of our day to get new members in. So really just emphasizing our why and why we came here. So what's your elevator pitch? What would you tell a, a new rebel, uh, freshman, sophomore, who's looking to get involved, find that community? Why should they join Greek Life? Why should they join uh, your sorority? It's not just, again, I don't want to say just join my sorority. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, a little biased. Ex- exactly. I don't want to <laughs> be that. I think going Greek in general, if you are somebody that is, again, because I had no niche freshman year. I was sort of lost. I, again, I only had like two friends and it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh my God, maybe I should, maybe I should do it. I think my key advice to a new freshman would be just whatever idea comes to mind, take it and run with it 110%. Um, Cause you have no idea who you're going to meet, what you're going to do and why you're doing what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, 
I really think it's so hard to tell a freshman who's coming here all by themselves, like, don't be nervous. Don't like, you're, you're going to you're going <laughs> to sure. be nervous 100 percent of the time. Um, but I would rather you take those nerves and full send it because you have no idea what's in store for you. Again, if you would have told me three years ago that I would be president of a sorority, I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh. But now it's it's just like if you have any of those little hindsights in mind to just do something, do it, no matter what it is, whether it's crazy, whether people call you crazy or dumb, like, oh, that'll never happen. Just do it. Like, it's just like Nike. Just do it. You know, <laughs> sorry. Don't mean to plug in that. <laughs> product not, placement not sponsored <laughs> not yet. sponsored uh, no, just kidding we're definitely not sponsored <laughs> that's awesome okay well olivia i really appreciate your time if folks want to get either in touch with you um or with your shorty where can they search what how <laughs> how do so they get in touch on instagram we have it's at unlv azd axid um our tiktok is at unlv alpha z we just we just made a tiktok um our twitter is also at unlv alpha azd also um in our Instagram, we have a link tree bio, which is basically like our website, even signing up for formal recruitment. Not only that, if you want to get involved in Greek life in general, maybe our chapter doesn't interest you, but the other six do, you can follow at UNLVPHC. It's Panhellenic who oversees all seven of us. And you can look in the link tree and you can see um, when other chapters are hosting events and um, when other like formal recruitment is going to happen. You can look in there too. So you can look at something that's bigger than just Alpha Z Delta. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. Please have a phenomenal break. Thank you. You <laughs> as well. You have fun with, what is it, lobbying for selling fruit on the street? Legalized. Legal- trying to legalize street vendors. Yes, trying to, you know, trying exactly. to make it easier. I'm just upset because I enjoy the mangoes. And No, those are good. They're really good. They're good. They're really good. There's a little Love bit of tahini. Them. It's very good. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you, Mateo. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If you want to find out more information about the folks we interviewed here today or just learn more, you're more than welcome to follow us at Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Leadership Lingo. You can also shoot me an email at Mateo at LeadershipLingo.show. That's M-A-T-E-O at LeadershipLingo.S-H-O-W. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe, stay hydrated, have a great day.